You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 731, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your ticket and resort reservation. You can text Vicki for a free quote at 636-395-0544. So listeners, if you did not listen to last week's show, you may want to go back or you can start here and then go the other way around. But this is the second part of the talking and walking tour or the walking talking tour around the Magic Kingdom. Um, we did half of the Magic Kingdom last week. And so we are going to finish up today with the rest of it. Um, there's so many times when I'm planning trips for the guests that either have never been to Disney World or they haven't been since they were a child and they can't begin to picture what it's going to look like, what the park's going to look like. And if you listened last week, I said that even my mom with all the preparations that we made with her, I don't think visualized everything. And so we're trying to make this to where you can listen to it and know what you're going to see when you get there. And if you wanted to make it even more realistic for you, you could pull up a Magic Kingdom map and hopefully you would be able to understand the happiest place on earth better. So last week we covered uh, Main Street USA, Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. But this week we're going to kick it off with the next land or the next area in the park. And Brad's gonna start at Liberty Square. So Vic, before we really get into this, I did wanna make a comment about the Missouri weather this week, I feel like this weather is really prepping you for Disney World. <laughs> I mean, the past three days, it's been almost 100 or near 100. We're going to get a little break on Friday and over the weekend, but then it's back up into the 100s next week. So this is unusual for us here in Missouri to get this kind of heat this early in the season. But of course, in Florida, they're used to this kind of heat. I don't know if they're used to hundreds all the time, but 90s, I think, is pretty consistent. Um, so I just feel like we are well prepared if we had to just get on a plane and go to Disney right now. Uh, I think we'd be happy if we went because we have a teacher working at summer camp with me and she said the temperature was cooler and less humidity when she left Florida. She got off the plane and she was like, I'm going back to Florida. Now that's pretty sad if it's better there than it is here. I mean, yeah, the past few days have been scorched earth here, so. Yeah, it's 110 today with the heat index. I'm not, I'm not a fan. It's not fun. No, but I digress. I just wanted <laughs> to mention that. So we are definitely prepped and ready to go if we had to get on a plane and go. So like Vic said, we're gonna start this week as if you're facing the castle and to your left is Liberty Square. There's a bridge, if you didn't know, that goes over the moat. Uh, so you go across that, you'll come to Sleepy Hollow on your right. Now, Sleepy Hollow is a quick service location and you can mobile order your food 
or you can stand in the line. We, of course, recommend that you mobile order. We're big fans of that. And we also would suggest that you have the fruit and Nutella waffle and the chicken and waffle. Both of those are pretty amazing there at that spot. And across the street from Sleepy Hollow is Ye old Christmas Shop. S-H-O-P-P-E, <laughs> not S-H-O-P, because it's gotta be in the English tradition. So there's where you can find a Disney character on an ornament to help you decorate your tree along with other Disney Christmas decorations. And you walk out of that store and down just a ways and you arrive at Hall of Presidents on the right. And even if you are not a history person, this is a very interesting venue you need to check out. Uh, you can hear about the many leaders of the country and it takes you through some of the more important pieces, times in our history. And everyone should at least check it out once in your life. And if your child's studying the presidents and how you become a president in school, that's a great way to give them the whole scoop or at least give them an overview. You know, it's very interesting how they do it. And the screen is amazing that they use in that venue. Honestly, when I was studying presidents, I think it was fifth grade, that would have been cool to go and visit that and like take a notebook so I could take notes and bring it back to the class. So even if your child's not studying the president, you could have them take a little journal in there with them and write stuff down that they learned. For one thing that would keep them occupied because they'd be listening for things, but it also would be something to share. I know as an educator, I would love, or I do encourage that with my students. If they go on a trip when we're still in school or even when we're on fall break or Thanksgiving or Christmas break, I um, encourage them to take a journal with them so that they can tell us about the many places that they've been because there are a lot of kids like I was that didn't leave the state and you were like that Brad until you were senior. You didn't go to Florida until you were in Georgia the whole, well, he, Brad grew up on the um, border of Georgia and Tennessee. So he went back and forth between those two states. But other than that, he hadn't been anywhere else. And so I just think it's fun for the kids to hear about different places. And even if they don't get to go as a child, then maybe it's something that they can aspire to do when they get older. Oh, the places you'll go. Yes, exactly. So once you're exiting the Hall of Presidents, you're gonna take a slight right and you're gonna be at the Liberty Square Market. You can, uh, this is like a quick serve place. So you could get hot dogs, healthy snacks, chips and beverages. And then directly across from the marketplace is the Liberty Bell, which is that big, huge paddle boat that you see along the rivers of America. If you've never taken that, I strongly, strongly encourage you to take that boat ride. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea or it doesn't seem like it would be, but it's a nice time for you to relax and see the park in a different way or in a different light. So on that ride, you will see Big Thunder Mountain and Tom Sawyer's Island and a lot more. There's some things that I'm pretty sure they're going to remove because I'm pretty sure the last time that we were on there, Brad, I saw a Native American site and they're trying to be more inclusion, uh, that, that, that fifth key that they added. So I can't imagine that they're not gonna take that out at some time. But for the last time I was on it, it was definitely on there. And I think we rode that last year, Kaylee and I did, I'm pretty positive. I mean, it's a nice little ride and it's, it definitely is a, a new way to look at the park from a different perspective. So right across the road from the Liberty Bell 
to the left is the Columbia Harbor House. Now this is a quick serve restaurant. Um, I don't know how much we've talked about it. We have eaten there before, but it is known for its lobster roll. It also has a variety of fish dishes, chicken tenders. I remember it had really good fries because I like crinkle cut fries. I don't know why, but I just, I like lots of fries, but those are really, really good. And I don't know, but they have those there. So um, I would encourage you to, to go there. It's got a good variety of stuff. Yeah, and I was trying to think, it's try. It's kind of set up like if it was in Maine or something, like it has that kind of theming to it when you go inside. And if you can't find a seat downstairs, there it is two levels. It's kind of like Pinocchio House at um, Magic Kingdom. It has two levels. So if you can't find some place to sit, then go upstairs. And it, uh, it's just a little quaint place, I guess is a good word for it. Then if you walk out of Columbia Harbor House and you go to the right, you're gonna come to Memento Mori's which is like a souvenir shop for Haunted Mansion. That is where Kaylee found a shirt that she really liked for Joey, made the mistake of taking a picture and asked you if he liked it before looking to see if there was a size of it. So then we had to go on a, an excursion to buy that shirt, but he wears it now. She did find it, thank goodness. But there's lots of like Haunted Mansion-ish souvenirs in there, like with the hitchhiking ghosts and- Madame Leota. Yes, Madame Leota. There's just, Lots of cute things, like anywhere from children's clothes to t-shirts to ties. To, I even think there was a rain jacket in there, I think the last time that we were there. So I would just go in there and check it out. It's got some pretty cool things. Then you come out of Memento Mori, you go straight across and you're at the Haunted Mansion, which is a family favorite for us, for sure. Um, it was, if you've listened to the show for a long time, I apologize, you already heard this, but it was the first ride that we ever rode in Magic Kingdom. And so I think that's why it has a special place for us, but never get enough Haunted Mansion. And they're dying to have you. Yes, they, they are dying to have us. It's something, it's worth checking out. So I think that's one of our favorites because it was one of the first things we did ever at Disney World when we first started going. So you wait in your line, you go in and you're in this uh, little like waiting room or whatever you want to call it, the pre-room and you hear a little story and then they take you into your doom buggy and you climb in your doom buggy and it takes you around the haunted mansion. This is not really meant to be a scary ride and I know a lot of people that don't know about Disney may or may not know that. If you're concerned that your child doesn't wanna do it, I would just let them watch a YouTube video of it. It's meant to be comical, um, a comedy making fun of the dead, not something to try to scare you like a Halloween haunted house or something. It's not like that at all. Um, and then at my favorite part at the end is, so spoiler alert if you've never ridden this ride, but there is hitchhiking ghosts that want to follow you home. I want to say it's kind of along the lines of, and this is going to be a bad analogy, but you know like Beetlejuice was? Yeah. It had some dark parts, which might have been a little scary for kids, but it's more on the comical side. That's what they try to do here, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely, that's a good a, a good comparison, I think. But again, if you're concerned, always, 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 you can find a good video by somebody that took it with a good camera and see if your kids are gonna be able to ride that ride before getting on there and then being trapped on the ride while they're screaming. Yeah, these days they make it much more accessible for you to check it out in advance because people do go on and do those videos. So you can, even if you wanna do it for your, for your kid in advance to see, is this maybe too dark or would they, be, would they be okay with it? There's plenty of videos out there you can check out. And honestly, there are people, Brad, that, I mean, you know I don't like haunted houses. So 
No, you do not. <laughs> Brad learned that the hard way. But anyways, definitely, even if you're an adult, sometimes you just don't want to be surprised in a bad way. And I don't blame you at all. I want to know what's going on a lot of times. But sometimes it's okay to know things before you get there so that you feel calm about them. Yeah. All right. So we move on from the Haunted Mansion. You walk down the road past Liberty Bell, and you're going to see the Liberty Tree Tavern on the left. Now, when you enter this table service restaurant, you'll be transported back to the 1800s. This restaurant has family-style Thanksgiving dinner with roast beef and gravy, turkey, pork tenderloin, mashed potatoes and gravy, mac and cheese, dressing, green beans, and ooey-gooey chocolate chip toffee cake topped with ice cream. There's no sugar. There's no sugar in any of this, just so you know. They're all calorie-free. Correct, because you're on vacation. But my favorite at that meal is roast beef and gravy. And I know that's not normally what I say all the time. You know that. No, it's not really your go-to. Oh my gosh. It is so good. And whatever seasoning they put on those green beans is amazing. I say it's not your go-to. It's not your normal go-to. It's your go-to here because right. you like because you like it so much. So. I, I do. I know a lot of people brag about the turkey and pork tenderloin. Yes, they are very good. I will agree with that. But I've had turkey and pork tenderloin that good outside of Disney. I honestly, and if mom, you're listening, this is not an insult to you, but I honestly have never had roast beef and gravy that's that good ever, and except for there. And it might help that if you're walking around on a 100 degree day and you've got 20,000 steps in and you finally get to sit down in air conditioning, it might just add to the aura of the greatness of that meal. I mean, <laughs> it, there's something to be said for that too, I think. Well, I've had it several times, even when I wasn't walking 20,000 steps when I was taking my my mom laid back trip. And I just remember that was the trip that they act, they didn't ask us if we wanted leftovers, they just brought them and put them oh. on the table. And we at all had our full or were our fill of the food. And we're like, can you donate this food? Da, 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 da. And the lady's like, no, we, we can't do that because it's been touched by us anyway. And so then she's like, well, I'll tell you what, we really don't do this all the time, but I understand. And it is all fresh, brand new food that none of you touched. I'm going to put it in boxes for you and let you take it back because we were staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge and we took it back. And as crazy as it was, we had roast beef and gravy and green beans and mashed potatoes for some of our breakfasts while we were there. If it's good, I think that's a good option. It was tasty for sure. It's a very good one. It's a great one. All right, we'll move on. So next door to Liberty Tree Tavern is the Golden Horseshoe Sit-Down Restaurant. And this restaurant used to serve a barbecue meal prior to the pandemic, but currently this restaurant's using their seating as overflow for the Liberty Tree Tavern. The theming is somewhat saloon-like, so we're not sure that a traditional Thanksgiving dinner fits with this decor, but so far Disney is making it work. I think they they think the overflow is worth more than the theming, put it that way. Well, and the kitchen's connected. The, the building kitchens are connected, like the kitchens between them, I should say. I think staffing-wise, it was easier for them just to do that and have both be able to serve more people. And that's why I'm not sure if they're going to go back to the barbecue meal. Obviously, we've not heard that yet. But, I mean, we will let you know if we do hear that the barbecue is coming back. Some people are really sad about it, but some people are just glad that they can get into Liberty Tree because that is a hard reser uh, reservation to get sometimes. For sure. All right, what do we got next, Vic? Where are we going? 
So around the corner to the left, when you leave the Golden Horseshoe, is a set of bathrooms. Just letting you know in case you feel like there's always bathrooms somewhere. They're pretty e easily accessible if you look for them. You literally go through like this little corridor that would take you over into Adventureland if that's where you wanted to go after you were here. But we're not going there yet because we're doing our walking tour and finishing up. Um, but there are bathrooms in there on your way in case that you need to go. That happens. And if you're like me, sometimes you just go to make sure before you get to the next one. If you need, you just try. Just try. It's like a trip. <laughs> um, if you don't need to use the bathroom, you can just keep on walking. And on the right is the Rivers of America where you hopefully rode the Liberty Bell at one time or another or you're getting ready to. And on the left, you're going to see the Frontier Trading Post. Now, um, the, the Trading Post has some souvenirs of different kinds in there, but it's most known for its huge pin uh, collection, selling the pins. You can also trade pins in that store. Um, I believe Joey traded in there a few times when he was doing that more regularly. Now, I'm not going to say that they have every single pin that was ever created, but I will say that they have one of the largest collections of pins that I've seen on Disney property. The only one that might actually have more than them is the pin place at Disney Springs in the old, in the older section. I started to say maybe there would be its rival, but I don't know. I think that they have more wall space for their pins at the one at Disney Springs, but this one has a lot because I know we were looking for a specific pin to bring back to one of our friends and Kaylee had looked several places and not, and then she went right in there and found two or three of the character that this person was looking for. So if you're looking for a specific pin or you know there's a collectible pin that you were looking for, that would be the place I would go because I know they have a lot of great stuff. Now, there's another walkway there by the trading post. So if you go under that walkway, yes, again, that's another walkway that would take you to Adventureland. We're not going there quite yet but it's also by Aloha Isle. So hold on to that because we're gonna talk more about Aloha Isle when we get to Adventureland. So right by the walkway to the on the left is the Country Bears Jamboree. Now I know that if you listen to this show for any amount of time at all, you know I love the Country Bears Jamboree. I know it's cheesy. It's okay. It's okay to watch something cheesy, but Brad will tell you that it's air conditioned. So that's why he likes to go. It's not really for the show although he likes to make fun of it, and for the animatronics, and most importantly, because it was a brainchild of Walt himself. So what you need to do is tell yourself, self, <laughs> I'm going to go to this show, and it's probably going to be cheesy, but I'm pretty sure that you're going to find something that you like about it, because our kids did. But especially, I want you to think about when you're watching this show, how far ahead of time it was because it was created and opened in 1971 with the park. I mean, Brad, overall, you understand or you appreciate that show for its what it is, right? I do, I do. And I think what tips the scale for me is the fact that it is one of the Walt Disney brainchild things that he came up with. Yes, not the greatest technology by today's standards, could probably be updated, but the things that still have Walt's footprint and are still using that same technology, those are the things you kind of want to keep as long as you can, I think. I don't know. Well, don't you remember last year, there was a big talk about closing that down and maybe retheming that. I don't know if you remember that or not. Kaylee and I talked about it a lot. And our friend Adam that went to camp with us, like started a petition because he did not want that to go away. 
and it turned out that somebody had just started it as a rumor and that that wasn't the situation at all. I mean, somebody must have talked about it to get it started or whatever, but it was never announced by Disney. It was just somebody started that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, I would liken it to like a classic car. I mean, obviously there's way more technology in today's vehicles, but there's just something about a classic car. And there's just something about going in Country Bears Jamboree and just observing that. I mean, you know, it's going to be cheesy. You know, it's going to be not technologically savvy, but it's like a, a snapshot in time, basically, that you don't want to give up. And we talked about last week about Tomorrowland Speedway, and that is something that's been there forever. I would be okay getting rid of that way before I would be okay with them get and yet people were just up in arms about the thought that that might be removed for Tron. Yeah. So if we can keep the Tomorrowland Speedway, we can keep the Country Bears. Yeah, that one I don't get. I, I, I will never get that. But to each his own, you know, not going to judge to each his own. So we will move right along and come <laughs> out of Country Bears Jamboree and you will walk right into Pecos Bill Tall Tale Cafe. Now, this restaurant has Mexican food like tacos, carnitas, cheeseburgers, nachos, teddy bears, swinging shortcake, cinnamon and sugar donuts, and much, much more. Some people swear by Pecos Bills and they have to eat there every visit. So we ate at Pecos Bills, Brad. I don't know if you remember eating there or not. It was okay to me. We have so many amazing Mexican restaurants where we live. I just, I just thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was any better than Taco Bell, but I do know some people just swear by it. So you have to try it at least once, I'm sure. I'm sure some people are screaming at their radios right now or their devices when you said, mm, that's no better than Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm very sorry, people. I love <laughs> me some Taco Bell. So across the street from Pecos Bill is Westward Ho. That's more of a snack shack that serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now breakfast has a breakfast sandwich, cinnamon and sugar donuts. Hmm, there's a common theme. Yeah. And some beverages. Now lunch and dinner has a bear claw. Wow. Jalapeno poppers, candied bacon, corn dog nuggets, and a large variety of beverages. No carbs or sugar in any of this. I was gonna say all very healthy foods. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now, if you go right at Westward Ho, the first thing that you'll come to is Splash Mountain. Now, most people know about Splash Mountain. It's a log flume ride that's based on the 1946 Disney animated movie, Song of the South. If you've been listening to the rumors and news recently, you already know that Disney's announced that 2024 is when we can see this ride refurbished as the Princess and the Frog. And across from Splash Mountain is Tom Sawyer Island. Now to get to Tom Sawyer Island, you have to take a log raft over to the island and guests can explore the island for as long as they want. And when they're ready to get back to the park, they can take the log raft back across the rivers of America. Unless you're like that one guy who hid out over there one day. I was until, just thinking that same thing. Until after the park closed. And then they had, I, how did they end up finding him? Because he he was wielding a knife at somebody. Oh. At a guest the next day. And they didn't, they weren't even sure how he got there. Okay. So it's not like they'd closed the park and they realized that night it was the next day. So he did get to stay in there he overnight. He stayed there overnight, according oh. to what they found out. He was in camouflage clothes too. Oh, good Lord, people. I don't wanna, yeah, I don't wanna speculate, 
but I'm going to speculate to some extent. There's obviously something off there. (laughs) I think there's many things that are off about many people. They don't even know how he got there, first of all. They think that he like traveled in a raft or something. But how did he get on property? I mean, there's so many crazy things that you have to think about with this. Ah, It's a good thing that there's interesting things going on in our life just to keep us on our toes. I'm telling you. But going over there and staying there would not be what I'd want to do for the night. I know, because it's it's um it's Tom Sawyer's Island. So imagine if you read Tom Sawyer, the book, and Huck Finn, then you know what kind of area they were in. So they modeled that island after where they grew up. And back then it was okay. But now it's not really safe to be in a strange place, which we talked about. Stranger Things is not a Disney production, obviously, but We've talked about it on the show with the news because we all have been watching it. And a lot of the kids that are watched at school, they'll be like, well, these kids are out in the dark and riding their bikes and what's going on? Well, it was okay to do that then. Sadly, our world has changed. And so you can't do that anymore. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, if I'm going to stay in the park, I'm going to be riding like coasters and rides like the Griswolds. Like, come on. You're going to get on People Mover and just stay there all night. Yeah, I'd ride that all night long. But I'm not going to stay on Tom Sawyer Island all night long. <laughs> Why is that fun? Because um, because is it true once he got over there, he couldn't get back because the, lo- the, the transport wasn't running, right? Well, that's when they said something about they thought maybe he had his own transportation, like a raft or something, and maybe he got a hole in it. I don't know. The whole story sounded sketchy to me. I think some other things got a hole in it, so besides the raft, <laughs> so I don't know. When you return from Tom Sawyer's Island, directly across the road is Big Thunder Mountain. And this is a very popular roller coaster. Um, Obviously, if you've been to Disney World, you know the whole, or you know anything about Disney World, you know it's the three important mountains, um, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain. And you want to conquer all three of those. Or That used to be a t-shirt. I don't know if they still have that t-shirt, but I know that that was a big thing. And this is a very popular roller coaster in its time. I would have thought that once Disney's um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train came about, that Big Thunder would lose some of its popularity, but I was completely wrong. And it has more of a country theming, which again, with the whole inclusion key, I'm not sure if this is going to be changed because it has kind of like hillbillies. And I don't, in my opinion, so please don't send me hate mail. If you're going to remove Native Americans and you're going to remove other things, I almost think you're going to have to remove hillbillies because you're going to, there are real hillbillies and you're going to offend them. Equal opportunity, political correctness. Right. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. At this point, I think that we should just have animals, but then then we have to think about animal rights. I don't know. I'm just going to move on because. (laughs) Don't get me started. I'm going to get me in trouble. I'm going to get myself in trouble, I should say. So once you exit Big Thunder Mountain, you're going to need to go right because you there's nothing past that. <laughs> you won't, you can't go anywhere else. And you're going to head back past Flash Mountain and you're going to head to the end of Frontierland. So we're almost at the end of Frontierland. We will be in a second because we're going to talk about the Golden Oak Outpost, which is on the right. And this is another like counter service, uh, quick service. And I don't believe, Brad, that we've ever gotten anything to eat at this place. Um, but I think you may need to stop there because I did not know they sold fish sandwiches and you like a good fish sandwich. I do. I need to check this out. 
yeah, they have fish sandwich, they have Walt's chili cheese fries and chicken strips. And I don't really know why we haven't eaten at this place. And then they have warm chocolate chunk chip cookies. <laughs> Say that five times. They have warm chocolate chunk chip cookies. Warm chocolate chunk chip cookies. Yes, and a variety of beverages. So you can always find something to eat somewhere in Disney World. Some lines will be longer than others, but you should not go hungry. Still no sugar. Yeah, no sugar at all in that. Kidding. Now, if we keep walking straight, you're going to go right into Adventureland, which, of course, is my good friend, Sarah, who co-hosts with us on the Mousecades podcast sometimes. That is her favorite land of Magic Kingdom. And if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that. She loves Adventureland. Like, that's her place. Um, on the left is Tortuga Tavern. Now, this is a quick-serve restaurant. See, we've barely walked, what, 100 feet, Brad, maybe? And we're at another quick serve restaurant. Now this one though, that I noticed, it's not open all of the time. It's kind of like Tomorrowland Terrace. It's open when it's busier in the park. So like if they know it's spring break or Christmas or Halloween time, they'll have it open because they know there's gonna be more population there. And Tortuga Tavern has things like chicken strips, teriyaki burger, hot dogs, and of course beverages. I think everybody pretty much does. During the Christmas party, the one year, Brad, that was where we got one of our treats that was part of our package that we, for our ticket getting in, and they had snickerdoodle cookies and um, snowman pretzels, if I don't, if I think, think that's right. That was one of the stops that we went to to get our free snacks for the night. Yum. Yeah, it was good. So directly across from that is Plaza del Sol, del Sol Caribe Bazaar. I think that's right. Yeah, so the Plaza del Sol Caribe Bazaar is a souvenir shop that you enter when you're exiting the Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, that ride is to the right of the bazaar when you exit the store. Pirates is a ride for all ages unless your child doesn't like the dark. It isn't really scary, but there are parts that are darker than others, so you'll want to consider that before you get on this ride. And we've been on it when a preschooler was very upset because it was dark. And if you wanna go on the ride, you may wanna show your preschooler one of those videos that we were talking about earlier and get their feel for it, like if they would be okay with it. Then you can kind of get an idea, huh? Would they be okay with it? You might wanna turn the lights, like watch it in the dark. Correct. Because I think that would give them more of a feel for what it was gonna be like. Correct. So that might prevent them from getting so upset or sad or ruining their day. And so the Pirates, it's a boat ride. It's mostly smooth sailing, no pun intended. And there's one little drop in one of the darkest parts of the ride, which is why we encourage you to watch a video if you're worried about that. Uh, but we want you to have a magical experience at the happiest place on earth. And so when you come out of the Pirates of the Caribbean, you should go left and up on the left is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And Vicki, you can speak to this one. And again, if you've listened to our show for any amount of time at all, you know that this is a place that we like to visit as a family. Probably if you've listened for a long time, I apologize. Some of our longtime listeners like Crystal, Lee and Travis and Andrew, Gina and Ashley and Ben. So there's so many of you that have listened. So you probably already know this, so I apologize. But again, we're just trying to help out newer listeners and even listeners that don't remember what the park looks like if they haven't been there in a long time. So this is a little show you go in. It has a catchy tune. It's gonna be stuck in your head for hours. Just know that ahead of time. 
Uh, it's kind of like, it's a small world, the song, I mean. And it's just a hilarious bird show and it's filled with these hundreds of animatronic birds. And I do mean hundreds. I think, I think at one point I heard it was over 500, but I'm not exactly positive at this point. But this again was a Walt fingerprinted, you know, like he put his fingerprint on this. It was imagined a long, long time ago before Disneyland was made. It was at Disneyland too. So um, the, you have to wake the birds up. And if you think you want to do that, you can ask the cast member and sometimes they will let you be the person that wakes the birds up to get the show started. It's just a lot of fun. Again, cheesy, but you have to remember how advanced the show was for 1971. And you have to appreciate it from that perspective, right? Absolutely. I mean, you can hear the animatronics. I know that. Yeah, the clicking because they're, it's more it's more mechanical than it is electronic now in, right. in this setting. So you can actually hear the clicking of things touching together as they move. But that is what it is. It, it's what it was. So we don't want we don't want to let these things go very easily, even though they are dated at this point. Because again, Walt's fingerprint. That's why. Tiki 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 room in the tiki 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 room. Okay, now it's in your head. Yeah. When you come out of the tiki room and to the left is dun dun dun, dun the Aloha Isle, and this is the home of guests' favorite, one of their favorite desserts at least, the Dole Whip. And the Dole Whip is a pineapple-like ice cream, and it's very very popular. I love pineapple. Please don't send me hate mail. But I would not say the Dole Whip is my favorite at that stand. My favorite was the Kokomara. And that is because it tastes like a coconut piece of coconut cream pie. And it's delicious. And Joey likes both of them. So he, you know, to the fact you can ask Brad, I don't know, the day we were leaving, I think it was, he had to get one more Dole Whip because before we left because he just was going to miss his Dole Whip for another year until he got to go back or 11 mm -hmm. months or whatever it was. They have other cool treats there. Uh, anything that's gonna help you in a hot Florida day. You can mobile order there now, which is an amazing thing. There is a line, you can wait in line, but I'm telling you, if you have the opportunity to mobile order, I would just do it because it is the way to go. Then directly across from the Aloha Isle is Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride. So you get to jump on a carpet and go see the world. Not necessarily the whole world, but the world of Animal Kingdom, I mean, the world of Magic Kingdom. And it's a different perspective than what you've been seeing all day on the ground. You get to look at it from the top. So that's fun. The ride itself is um, very similar to Dumbo and the Astro Orbiter. Uh, it spins around and the guests have the capability of like raising and lowering their carpet. When I did ride it, I did not raise or lower my carpet any other than what they did for me because the ride itself makes me a little loopy. And so I just kept my magic carpet where it was, I, where God intended it to be, not where I thought I was gonna go crazy and make myself sick. And then directly across from Aladdin Magic Carpet are these cool, what are those called? Totem poles? Yes. They're a little like totem poles across from Aladdin's Magic Carpet. And if you see those, then you know that you are right by the Jungle Cruise, but you need to be careful because those totem poles have water in them and also the camel of the Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride spits. So you can get cooled off in two places right there before you jump on the Jungle Cruise, which Brad's gonna talk to. Yeah, Jungle Cruise, it's one of our family favorites. 
and you hop aboard a boat with a captain steering the ship while bantering about the trip and cracking cheesy jokes. Uh, there are no real animals on this ride, but the animatronics are sometimes pretty realistic. Uh, everybody should take this boat ride at least once, and if you're at the Magic Kingdom during the Christmas season, you'll want to ride this ride where all the jokes are transformed to the Christmas theme, and the boat names take on a festive theme too. And they actually call it the Jingle Cruise at Christmas. So when you leave Jungle Cruise, head right and you'll come to the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And you can go up into this six-story treehouse, and you'll have the best view of Magic Kingdom in the day or the night. And actually, you can be at the top when the fireworks are being shot. The view would be spectacular. Now, across the road from the treehouse is the Jungle Navigation Company Limited, Skipper's Canteen. This is a table service restaurant. It takes reservations, but honestly, sometimes you can do a walk-up and get into this restaurant. And while I've not been to this restaurant, Vicky and Kaylee, they talked highly of their barbecue chicken and bok choy and shrimp fried rice here. So it's got some good stuff. It's really delicious and something that I don't know that they'll tell you aloud, but they will let you order the child's portion on that. There are not all restaurants will let you do that, but I know this one will. And the child's menu comes with appetizer, entree, and dessert. So something to think about if you're headed to the, the Skipper's Canteen. To the left of the Skipper's Canteen is the Sunshine Tree Terrace. The Sunshine Tree Terrace is home to the Orange Bird, which I'm sure you've seen, especially in the summertime, I believe, when they have the Orange Bird sippers. It's also a snack shop and it has foods like fr fried potstickers, Dole Whip, orange and strawberry are there, as well as chocolate and vanilla soft serve, or of course a swirl you can get. If you keep walking straight from the Sunshine Tree Terrace, you're gonna come to the Spring Roll snack cart on your left. And this cart sells a variety of spring rolls at different times of the year, so you have to check the menu. Everybody says the cheeseburger ones are the best, but they have cheeseburger, pepperoni pizza, and buffalo chicken wing, and you get two spring rolls for $9.50. Now, some people say that that's pricey, but anybody who buys them always says that they're completely worth the price. So stop by the spring roll court cart. Wow, are you tired yet? I'm tired just talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think I just talked 15,000 steps. Yep. And with that, it completes our walking slash talking tour of the Magic Kingdom. Now, when you leave Adventureland and go straight, it brings you back to Main Street, USA, and you're in front of the Cinderella Castle once again. It's an awesome sight for all directions in the park, and you can stare at it over and over, and it just never gets old. And we hope you find that this tour of walking and talking through the park was helpful and like I said you can always reach out to us if you have any questions or are interested in a trip and you just want to know more yeah we're always willing to to answer any questions that you want to send in or you can just call and ask us questions because we want everybody to have a magical experience and the more you know before you go is going to be helpful to you for sure a few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email me at vicky.black at yourstorytravel.com and I'm Vicky V-I-C-K-I-E. Or you can text us at 636-395-0544. If you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, text us at 
636-395-0544. And you can make a reservation for a $200 refundable deposit on any ticket and resort reservation. Also keep in mind that the 2023 trips are now being booked and you can book them up to 500 days in advance. So I believe it's all the way to the 1st of October that you can book for next year. So just reach out. And even if it's not quite time for you to book it, we can we can go ahead and start talking about it. And I have a customer that I have on the calendar that I know he can start booking his trip on July 31st. So we'll be talking to him then. So we're happy to scope that out for you so that we can make sure you get your magical trip. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our TikTok account, Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends.